Hi, I'm Kate Spina. This is Toward Light, Practical Buddhism for the Modern World. Each week, I explore ways to apply these timeless teachings to our daily life. Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of season two of the Toward Light podcast. This is the last episode of this season. Season three will begin in May. Today, I want to talk about joy, happiness, contentment, whatever you want to call it. But so often, we can get caught in looking at the first noble truth, the truth of dukkha, of difficulty, the second noble truth, the tanha, the craving that leads to this difficulty. And we can forget about the third truth, that there is this possibility of freedom. Sometimes we think that enlightenment is something that is this big event that happens. But actually, we need to take joy in the little moments of peace that we find. We need to make sure that we're honoring our entire experience, our entire range of emotions, and noticing when we get trapped in this cycle of thinking about the difficulty or notice Right now, if you bring your attention into your body, does it land in a place that's peaceful? Does it land in a difficult spot in the stomach that's hurting or the knee that's twinging or whatever? Or does it land on the forearm that's feeling neutral? I've talked about this before. We have this negativity bias to keep us safe. So our brains are wired to remind us of the negative things so we don't do them again, so we stay safe, right? And so we actively have to work to cultivate joy, to cultivate happiness. I want to share this poem, So Much Happiness, by Naomi Shihab Nye. It is difficult to know what to do with so much happiness. With sadness, there is something to rub against, a wound to tend with lotion and cloth. When the world falls in around you, you have pieces to pick up, something to hold in your hands, like ticket stubs or change. But happiness floats. It doesn't need you to hold it down. It doesn't need anything. Happiness lands on the roof of the next house singing and disappears when it wants to. You are happy either way. Even the fact that you once lived in a peaceful treehouse and now live over a quarry of noise and dust cannot make you unhappy. Everything has a life of its own. It too could wake up filled with possibilities of coffee cake and ripe peaches and love even the floors which need to be swept, the soiled linens and scratched records. Since there is no place large enough to contain so much happiness, you shrug, you raise your hands, and it flows out of you into everything you touch. You are not responsible You take no credit as the night sky takes no credit for the moon, but continues to hold it and share it and in that way be known. I feel like I could end the episode there. (laughs) That poem is so beautiful and speaks to this feeling of, of joy that often when we're settled, when we're being present, when we're caring for ourselves, taking care of our physical bodies, taking care of our minds, taking care of our relationships. It can come in in just any moment. The joy is 
accessible and possible. The other day I was at a museum and the sprinklers were on in the sculpture garden and it was making like that prismy rainbow. And it just brought me so much joy. And I was available for it. And that's, I think, our work is being available for the joy that's naturally arising, the beauty that's naturally arising in our days. As I am recording this episode, I'm so cranky. And it's because I started my day differently than I normally do. So I haven't meditated yet today. So I'm not open to as much joy because I'm not as settled. I haven't taken care of myself. I took care of my body. I exercised, but I have not taken care of my spirit, of my mind. So I'm less available for joy and more of a magnet for negativity. Part of being available for joy is also knowing what brings you joy and bringing that into your life. Noticing when you deny yourself that and getting through that patterning, through that conditioning, so that you can receive joy as frequently as you like. Some things that bring me joy are musicals, cartoon movies, making art. And so if I get to an evening and my mood is really low and I've done a lot of the things that are good for me. I've taken care of my body and mind and I'm still not able to access joy. Sometimes I need to jumpstart it, listen to a few songs from a musical, dance around, make a piece of art, just allow myself to open that gateway to joy. We all have our own gateways to joy. So the first step is to take care of ourselves, being aware, being present, taking care of our physical bodies, taking care of our minds, taking care of the relationships around us. Then knowing what brings us joy and being available for that. Understanding our patterning, our conditioning that may get in the way of that and intentionally choosing, intentionally cultivating joy. In the suttas, the Buddha talks about how to cultivate piti, how to cultivate joy. And one of the practices he recommends is reflecting back on times when you have been generous, or when people have been generous to you, or your ethical conduct, like how you have been behaving in the world. And if you've practiced generosity, if you've received generosity, if you're living an ethical life, like just reflecting back on that for one minute, two minutes, can again be a gateway to joy, can help you to feel that goodness that is possible, that is here, even in the midst of everything that's happening all the time. 10,000 joys and 10,000 sorrows. Don't get lost in the sorrows. Remember the joys as well. Thank you for listening. Please check out any links in the show notes. You can find me on my website, towardlight.net, or on Instagram at towardlight108.